What's up, Sock Pasei? Que tal, mis amigos? It's your boy, J-Mo, back again with another one. I have some special guests with me. We have Caleb. Say what's up to the people. How's it going, everyone? All right. And also, we have Miss Tori. Hello, hello. All right, all right. So we are in with another episode of the Hidden Village podcast. And uh, as usual, that you guys are unaware of, we like to start off with a game. So we're going to start off with a little game. All right. Okay. All right. Let's do it. And Let's the game it. usually reflects a little bit what the episode is about. Okay. So I'm going to throw you guys in there. All right. This game is called Count on Me. All right. Okay. You you both you both into the numbers game, <laughs> so I had to have a fitting game to go with it. All right, all right, but but don't worry, don't worry. It's not literally uh, um, something that you'll have to counsel. I'm not trying to put you on the spot to use do some math with no calculator, right. but, like, but right. it is more a play on words, which is also fitting for the actual game because it's more of a riddle game than anything else. <laughs> Okay. All right, okay. we're going for points. Okay. The, the winner might have a prize. You never know. You know oh what I'm saying? Gosh. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, motivation. That, that, is that, that shirt that, 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 that you've been wearing. Is that what that you is? Know what motivation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, do y'all want to uh, take turns or just free for all? Whoever can get it. Let's just go for Let's it. Just, yeah, just go for it. All right, mm-hmm. so, all right, here we go. So then all the work can be on Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, when did money? Start to grow on trees. It's always grown on trees. Is that your final answer? Yeah, because <laughs> money is paper. Paper. Well, watch you, trees. Caleb. Any, any? I actually take a jab. That, that was the answer I was gonna give. So, yeah, yeah. Great minds think alike. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's close. It's close. But, okay. Well, money started growing on trees. No, once countries started to use paper currency. We didn't always use paper currency, guys. You know what I'm saying? We had That's gold true. coins and stuff. True. So yeah. that wasn't but it considered was still money. Growing That's true. On trees. <laughs> no, it was not. You just see paper, you wouldn't be like, oh, this is currency. So it only started growing on trees once Someone we decided did. to. Someone add. did say, oh, this is currency. That's how it became. Money. You see how so, you just said that's how it became, so yeah. it didn't start. You feel okay, me? Okay, so when you the when the person said <laughs> that's when when they start exactly when countries start when using that, paper. When that guy said when, when that, that guy. guy that one guy said you know what let's this, trade this the off move. these shells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so no we're more, uh, no more seashells. Right. <laughs> we're zero zero. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number two. Okay, this might be a little bit easier. What has two banks? But no money in him. Wait, what has two banks? Right. Try to think of a place where they they have two banks, but they don't have no money. Uh, Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good guess. I don't know. No, no, no. Two banks, two but banks. no money in two it. Two banks, no money. I mean, broke people. Uh, <laughs> they they cast the Fresh Prince. They got, oh, right. oh, that, that was Banks. good. Hillary yeah, Banks. Oh, Hillary that's, Banks. That, that's oh, a good one. That I feel good. like you should get away just because you it's so should, good. Because that was clever. But, that but, was really yeah, clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is but, it? But except for those banks had money. They had money. They, 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 all, they had a lot of money. Yeah. Well, that know, was the whole idea of the show. Dad, the dad had money. You know how you know black What if the whole thing was a fraud, though? What if he just had like a lot of credit card debt? Exactly. And he wasn't telling nobody. They were the Joneses. That would explain why they had to move out of the last season. Exactly. They like, you know what? And they were sad. Usually when you're moving on up, you usually like, oh, we about to go. Thank you. Okay, you know what? You get a point for that. But the answer is a riverbank. A river has uh, two banks. 
on oh, the east side. I wouldn't have got Nobody. that because I don't yeah. be thinking about geography <laughs> right. and nature like that. <laughs> All right. So uh, what is, and this this one is very important. The audience is listening in for this particular uh, answer. Oh, so they weren't okay. listening for the other two. The other two, they, they're having a little fun, but this is what they're coming for. Okay. All right? Okay. From some, from some experts. Right. I like to call you guys that. You guys are some experts. I'm comfortable. Right? Jay called me that. Um, so I don't want nobody coming in my DM. So I'm like, I thought you was an expert. Listen, listen. This answer will let them know all. All right. <laughs> oh, really? Guys, what is the easiest way to double your money? Invest. For sure, invest. Add, invest. Is that the easiest though? Yeah. And yes. the fastest way, like to just like, or you can just steal it, or you can borrow it, or you can take it. Even all that takes time. I There's mean, something that's even faster, guys. To double your double money. Your money. <laughs> yeah, you fold see, it in half. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Y'all took me too seriously because of my free yeah, speech. Take uh, currency, but I told you guys these take are just a dollar. Riddles, like take riddles. Okay, double okay. your money. Let me think. What is it? Oh my god. I'm still going investing because that's what we're experts. <laughs> we were experts on showing you how to make your that your money make money. Yeah, yeah, give up. Yeah, the easiest way to double your money is to use a mirror. Oh my god! It, it, it literally doubles. <laughs> you cannot. Okay, That's so August. disclaimer, y'all. You cannot use that as a joke for people that are in, people the, in, that this in, in the financial because we're thinking like in terms of like some. So like if you're saying double your money, it's like if I give you a dollar, I want two dollars. In the mirror, that's not two dollars. Yeah. That's still just a dollar. All right, all right. right. It, it tried to get it. Us. And people who are, who are struggling right now is probably pissed them off. Yeah, because yeah, they were like, wait, hold on, let me take yeah. notes. Right. Yeah. They pulled out their pen and pencil and then. Nah. All right. Okay. So I'll do a real last question. And this one is actually a question you've probably heard before because it got real popular on social media and Facebook and a lot of people are arguing back and forth. And this one, there is a right answer. There is a right answer. But a lot of people will debate like, nah, because of this, nah, because of that. But I want to hear your perspective. So this one, you can give your actual real, you know, answer, but it is still a one of those like solve this type of thing. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, a man walks into a shop and he steals a $100 bill, all right? He then uses that $100 bill to buy $70 worth of stuff, and the shop owner gives him his change, $30, right? What total does the shop owner lose? $130. What about you? Okay, so wait, because <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, I agree. Um, so he stole $100 yeah, from the store. Yeah. Then okay. he went back in and he bought seventy dollars worth of oh, stuff. Oh, so it's two hundred. So yeah. then, then since he used the hundred dollars to pay yeah. for it, they gave him thirty dollars yeah. in return as his change. So how much value did he really steal from the store? Well, he gave them the hundred and then they gave him thirty dollars back. And right. he got a seventy dollars worth of goods. Mm-hmm. So that's so two hundred dollars. Whatever the goods is, he, he still sold it. Yeah. So yeah. what was the goods amount? So the goods are worth seventy dollars. So it's the value of the goods plus the plus change the, plus the original hundred he yeah. sold. So that's two hundred dollars. Yeah. I agree. You agree? Yeah. Nah, man. Huh? What is it? He he only stole a hundred dollars worth because technically he gave set the you know he gave money back and then he got the value of it back but it still it went back and forth so think of it like uh for instance if you were to give me a hundred dollars i have a hundred you have negative a hundred now right i gave a hundred back to you you gave me 30 and you give me a hundred dollars worth of stuff 
Okay. I'm still leaving with $100 worth of stuff and you're still left with negative $100 worth of stuff. You get Got what I'm saying? So he only he only oh, stole $100 uh, worth. But like, it goes okay. so back and forth. If if you adding emotions and, and <laughs> insult to emotion, injury. I'm just like, like well, he shortened my draw and even yeah. though he gave it back. Right. I and then you gave him like $100 because you he gave him $70 worth of stuff plus $30 change. So he only let the guy leave with $100 worth, worth of stuff. stuff. Yeah. And he's down only $100. Uh, but the reason I asked that question is because, you know, uh, this episode is a financial episode. Mm-hmm. And um, just the idea of like how money, you know, when you, when you calculate and you feel like yeah. I should have this much or, you know, you'd be like. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. you know, we'll think of the value like when you invest, you know, especially it's like the long game and how like people are like eh, I, I put the money in. Where, where's my return? I feel like I'm at a loss. And you're where's like, my Instagram you know, page? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why uh, um, I always bring that question up because a lot of people argue about like, yeah. I don't care what the math says. Nah, right, you still be like, nah, he, he, he bought stuff yeah. with my money. <laughs> no, nah, that's like negative yeah. 200. I'm down, down. Right. Yeah. It's a great question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does. It's very like philosophical, depending on how you look at it. If you're looking at just yeah, numbers, or if you're looking at things. Yeah, this is a good point too, because a lot of times we do add our emotions into mm-hmm. our finances, and, and sometimes it's as simple as taking, removing the emotion to actually get down to what it really is. So that is a good, That's like, a very triggering good question. Yeah, very yeah. triggering. You got you, us. Yeah. We're still experts, but you got us. <laughs> uh, put in the description if y'all think they're still experts. <laughs> no, Describe them for the rest of the episode. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was uh, Count On Me. Did you guys enjoy that? Yeah, that was yeah, cool. Yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, stimulating. Nice icebreaker. So we're going to get back into it today. We are discussing some financial things that you've seen throughout the game that we we're just playing. But before we get dive deep into the actual topic you know matter i do like to remind people because this show is called the hidden village podcast and it's you it's it's main you know and this is this and this is this i can't say it, but it's mm-hmm. there somewhere um the idea of it behind it is to bring black nerds together right oh, okay. but um blurs. what i yeah blurs you know what i'm saying and other oh, races we got allies you know what i'm saying Correct. but the but the root of it is to make um black nerds feel comfortable a comfortable space and um i use the word so you call it us nerds exactly that i'm glad you said that <laughs> now, i'm glad you said that because literally what i like to do at the beginning of every episode is explain what i mean by nerds because a lot mm-hmm. of people feel excluded like oh, well, maybe this podcast isn't for me because I'm not into, like, sci-fi or I'm not into, you know, certain things, yeah. science or something. Dragon Con. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, so <laughs> that must not be Dragon for me. Con. Or some people, when I reach out, like, hey, you know, you should be on an episode, they're like, oh, yeah, I don't really know much nerd stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And um, so the way I define being a nerd is uh, finding something you love and not being afraid to dig into it 100%. Mm, All right. So it's about like feeling connected and finding something that makes us feel alive and that makes life worth living and then having the confidence to pursue it full force regardless of what other people may say. Come on So there's like film nerds, you know what I'm saying? Financial nerds, you know, the age of the geek. If you, there is the traditional like science and, you know, um, anime nerds, but there's nerds in all sorts of fields as long as you're like, even in, uh, Japan, the word for nerd is otaku, right? Mm-hmm. But otaku, if you translate it, it, doesn't necessarily mean nerd. It means someone who's like um, laser beam focused. Like you know mm. a lot about something, so mm-hmm. you're a nerd in that field. So oh, they call gotcha. you an otaku, right? Nice. And uh, um, so yeah, so everybody could be a nerd. And the idea of the Hidden Village podcast is really more so that um, 
especially for us as people of color, a lot of times is if you know too much about something, it's weird to other people and they don't want you to talk about it. It's like, okay, okay, okay we get it. You're good at this. So, mm-hmm. oh, okay, okay. It's seen as a show off. Right. Yeah. Either told. a show off. Like it's like, okay, we get it. You're, you're experiencing yeah. that. Or it's just like annoying. It's like, okay, that bores me. So a lot of times we're not encouraged to talk about things that we're interested in. But in a hidden village, uh-huh. it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's a safe we, space. Yeah, it's a safe space. <laughs> we, we hit it off from everybody else who's not opened eared to the stuff that we want to talk about so we talk about everything really but hidden village podcast great all right so today's episode again is about finances so i have two they're still experts here with me (laughs) can't tell by that we're not experts in answering riddles (laughs) riddles, real life questions real life What, what, what is your particular field in the financial realm so for me um I wouldn't necessarily say it's a field. Mine is based more off of experience. So mm-hmm. I started off in a crap load. Try not to curse on here. A crap you, load. Yeah, the a you crap can say whatever you want. <laughs> debt. And um, it was just taking its toll on my personal relationship as far as my marriage and um, my mental state. And so I was just like, something has to give. And kind of like what you just said, um, it got to the point that I started to focus in laser beam on getting out of debt. And in doing so, I decided that I wanted to share my journey because I felt like there was a lot of things that I didn't learn grow, growing up. No mm. one taught me. And there were other people like me who probably did not get taught about finances, especially in the black household. Plenty. And um, so I wanted to share with them. And so I started Instagram and it started to blow up a little more than I expected. And people were like, hey, help me, help me, help me. And so <laughs> and I started to help them because I was a early child education teacher prior to and they literally started to take up all of my time and my husband was like yo if you're going to be given eight hours a day to helping people with their finances you need to make it into a business right and so that's kind of what I did and since joining into the financial industry like now is something that is just like I enjoy it like I you know instead of just chilling and watching TV or doing whatever I was doing before it's like I need to read this book I need to learn how to read stocks y'all heard that right she said she said instead of TV and whatever else she was doing she enjoyed it you're a nerd yeah I did so but I see you said you had like teaching experience already so you was already familiar with like your expertise in like sharing information like Mm -hmm. in a way that people can kind of grasp yeah I was an um, anti-bias and social justice educator so I taught not only kids and their parents and I worked in um, predominantly white neighborhoods and so before uh, this whole black power thing became a trend again um, we were kind of out there saying hey inclusion is important and these are black kids problems because we have a lot of black children who are in predominantly white neighborhoods Mm -hmm. and they tend to get lost our culture get lost now it's a lot of us teaching but we hide from that and so um, I started teaching even other students at colleges about how to incorporate that. So the teaching aspect of it became, it was very natural. And I didn't even think about that until you just said that, how it just Yeah, bring the best out of together. people. <laughs> it's, 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 one, it's one of my skills. <laughs> I'm a nerd in bringing the best out of people. Yeah, <laughs> so it kind of, it's, it's kind of the same thing. We just switched it over to the financial aspect. So I'm teaching my people okay. about money. So uh, getting out of debt, that's like pretty much. What about Caleb? What's uh... um, So I got my start really just um, getting tired of being broke. Good motivator. Yeah, I, I grew up very poor, single mom, five kids. You know, sometimes we didn't know where we were going to stay or mm-hmm. what we were going to eat. And I just kind of 
committed to not you know reproducing that experience when, when I entered into adulthood mm -hmm. so it ties into what you were saying earlier about just defining something that you have a passion for and that it doesn't really require effort or feel like work to, do, to spend time doing it mm -hmm. and for, you know the realm of investment specifically real estate okay. investment um, personal finance um, passive income investing those those are the areas that I just I just wait I mean I wake up I turn over and I open my brokerage account that's like the like, first thing <laughs> I yeah, do yeah. you know like, so yeah, the market's open good morning. I'm on it yeah. you know so yeah that's that's pretty much um, how I got my start um I was brought to this podcast through a mutual friend of, right. of ours who I guess just got tired of being bombarded with my Facebook posts or <laughs> <laughs> basically screaming at people to get their stuff together yeah, yeah. so uh I, she redirected me to I think a better a better medium of expression oh, 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 which sorry, is this yeah. podcast I know uh, um, <laughs> speaking of her specifically uh, she she has mentioned you before because a lot of times like when she'll be like whether with anybody complains about a certain thing or they're like oh I'm just trying to think what's it and I'm like I'm always like have you thought about those stocks though you, <laughs> if you look into this or like if something like recently um I hear oh, not to get too much into stocks specifically but like uh the Chinese market is kind of like they're they're trying to make it where in US you can't really you know trade as much so yeah. I was telling everyone like hey get out of Neo, go ahead and uh, hop off, whatever. And then um, she's like, oh, every time you bring up something, I, I think of introducing you to my good friend, Caleb. And I'm like, <laughs> nice. I was like, well, why haven't you? Network. And she was like, she's like, you know what? All right, we'll, we'll do it. So I set it up. That's, that's good timing. Awesome. Yep. Nice. So uh, um, you guys already talked about kind of like what moved you into actually taking the journey. Cause I know a lot of times, um, and I'm guilty of this definitely in my creative space, um, I'll get ideas all the time. I'm like, oh, I got this movie idea to make. And it's like this. And I'll write it about it. And then it stays there. <laughs> put it on the shelf. So for you guys with, um, you know, this is what motivated you to get started with your current, your place where you were coming from. But what actually, you know, uh, triggered the, okay, not only am I going to do it, I'm going to start now. Like, what was the? Man, COVID. COVID actually started. That's when, that's when you started? Yeah, for so when I contacted you, it, it's, it was going to just stay like a little block thing. Right, it right. wasn't going to move into something where I was helping people, but it wasn't like, okay, just go ahead. But um, the schools um, came back and was saying, hey, we're going to start sending people home you're going to be working for home and mm. I'm like cool while I like being at home with my kid I'm also like I don't want to just sit here and not do anything right. and um so I had more time more freedom of time to do so and then um fortunately for me one of the parents was a CDC is a is a CDC doctor and was kind of giving us a little bit of inside of what was going on I was like oh we ain't going back back for a minute <laughs> so I was like well let's start creating other plans so that I'm not just sitting here idle and um it just kind of took off from there when the school did come back and say hey we're going to go ahead and go back in I had already made um, ten thousand dollars that month, which is way more than what I have ever made in a month from my school. So when she was like, "Hey, you can come back," I was like, "Uh, um, nah, no, thank you. You know about that? Uh, <laughs> kiss the babies, tell them I said, you know, I keep it em. moving." But uh, <laughs> your girl is out, so that was pretty much what kept me going. You know yeah. about you? What was your uh, trigger? Because how long have you been? in the in the market um, it's it's hard to pin down an yeah. exact date i mean i've always been interested, interested in it yeah. but as far as taking like serious direct action that led to results i would say 
2014. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, uh, I, I graduated a, a few years prior to that, and I was kind of applying for jobs, not really getting any interviews or even any responses. Mm -hmm. um, so I just started kind of bartending to pass the time. And honestly, I just got tired of bartending. Like, I got tired of seeing the same people every day and hearing about their problems. So I was just like, I, I need to do something. Like, and and if that something is not, you know, me finding a corporate job, then I need to make my own job. That's right. right. So uh, what what I did was actually bought a used uh, moving truck, right. and I just started telling everybody I knew that I have a moving company. So this <laughs> truck was beat up. It was small. It was barely functional. Like I, honestly, I don't know how it didn't break down. It should have. <laughs> but uh, it was your destiny. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, it, it kind of took off, and I started making a lot of extra money. So then I had to figure out like, what am I going to do with this do extra with money? Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's when I started really educating myself about how to invest, and it just kind of bloom from there yeah i know a lot of people that actually uh um when when you talk about being wealthy versus like being rich i guess mm -hmm. would be you know the other word um where it's like you know a lot of artists come across money quickly or large sums but then depending on what they do with it mm -hmm. determines if you like it's in for wealthy, the long way you know yeah. versus you know what i'm saying so it's, it's good that you kind of touch on that because a lot of people just like wealthy or rich just means getting money no it's but definitely it's, not yeah there's another step <laughs> definitely in there not the about same keeping thing. it or like right, you know right or, and then earlier you mentioned passive income too and i remember when i um when i first even realized that that was a thing because mm -hmm. you know when you're growing up especially if you're now already in a wealthy situation like you know generationally it's kind of like the things that you learn about is either like getting money and then if you're lucky have you heard of residual mm -hmm. and then so when i heard of passive and i was like there's another one wait hold up <laughs> right. wait like it can work for you yeah. so um yeah I've, I've been fascinated from the beginning as well it was just cool to me to be able to see that passive income was not connected to like an mlm or isn't that what oh, they call oh, it yeah, everybody because yeah. it oh, seemed God. like when i was growing up everyone was like you should get into this and there's in the, you right. got to recruit these people right, and then right, they right, get right, money right, and then right. you get money so when i found out like oh, real estate and all of these other ways and stocks i was like oh so you mean i don't have to go and like talk to people and try to convince them yeah, to yeah. come in and get I a portion mean, of their stuff no, and that's nothing against no, mlm no, i'm just saying <laughs> that was the only way i knew about no passive. no oh, well for the for the record i i'm not currently in any type of mlm so that's not I'm not defending it <laughs> from that space. Like, oh, by the end of this podcast, would you like to know? But um, recovering but, MLM yeah, yeah, right. But I definitely have been in quite a few, and I will say, um, I for for one, I've never not at least made my investment back plus yeah. some, um, and two. Even if I didn't, I will say there's a lot of things that I've learned in the like financial realm and through like how to interact with people, mm -hmm. even for my current business that um, that I picked up from there. So I look at it as a very like educational yeah, period, it like you know what I'm be. saying? Because I know a lot of people that are like, oh, the way they they live their life now is based on certain things that is like their eyes were open through MLM. Mm -hmm. So I'm not telling people to go throw your money at a network Shoot, marketing opportunity with Mary Kay, but so yeah that's don't. what I'm saying but <laughs> if you look at it the right way and you use the tools and the people because a lot of the people that are pushing it even if that's not where their money come from they, they're um, 
you know, sharing their knowledge down through their, you know, pipelines. It's yeah. a very good way to get in contact with certain people that you would you might not have been able to, you know, reach in your regular everyday life. Right. But then again, that's why it's called network marketing. Correct. So, you know, it, it is what it is if you use it right. But if you're thinking like, hey, I'm about to just, you know, ball out real quick, put $20 here and I'm about to be a millionaire tomorrow. Then in any field, really, you're about to be disappointed and yeah. you're going to get discouraged sure. anyway. Definitely. You know, for sure. For sure. So speaking of uh, dummy proof things to uh, start, <laughs> what, what what is a good uh, dummy proof thing that you would advise someone maybe new who is like, um, hey, I'm... I'm I'm, I have uh, some money, but what, what should I do to generate budget. more? Like, what, what Before is we even start with any of that budget, like people try to to miss that part and to skip around that. And they just want to jump straight into it. But that to me and Caleb, you can join it. It's like the foundation because mm-hmm. you got it. Your budget is pretty much you telling your money what to do, where to go. So you got to know what you have coming in and have a plan for it. Like in everything, I feel like you should have a plan. You should just kind of just jump in and just be like, oh, so I feel like that's dummy proof number one is budget. It's budgeting. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree for sure. Um, but in addition to budgeting, <clears throat> you should also set goals for yourself, financial mm-hmm. goals, right. because that's going to allow you to organize your budget in a, in a coherent way so that, you know, everything that you're doing is strategically tied to those goals. Um, so, for example, you could have a, you know, a yearly savings goal. Mm-hmm. You could have, you know, a yearly increase in income goal. You could have a yearly return on investment goal. I mean, you know, it's up to you. But once you set the goal, then you you tie your budget into it. Mm-hmm. And that that's really going to help get you on track. So right. if someone was to say like, hey, listen, like how you were in the beginning, like I'm on the edge right now. Um, I don't have a truck to just to start. <laughs> but what I do know is I'm tired of bartending and going back home to the parents is not even an option. What what, what should I do? What should, what, what should I do? What would be the first thing that you would advise somebody like, hey, this this is this is a safe start for you. Just start here. Or is everything just a hey, whatever you do is a risk. So jump into something good. Uh. You want to take this one? No, because I'm, I'm trying to figure, because I still would go with what you right. said. Like, if I'm bartending, I always try to put myself in the person's shoes. If I am right. bartending, right. I'm at my wit's end, and I'm like, I'm about to be done. I'm not just going to just leave bartending without having something set up. Whether that be a plan, so that goes back into the goals, right. or putting a budget with it to be like, okay, this is, I can do this, this, and that, because... I just feel you do want to take I'm a really huge risk taker, but I'm a risk taker who don't want to put myself in like I I don't want if I don't have to be homeless, I'm not going to put myself in position to (laughs) be homeless. So I'm going I'm kind of like a calculated risk taker. Like, yeah, I'm going to put my foot in the water and it may be hot, but if it burns, it just got the toes. Like I got a plan. If if I put it in and burn me, I do got some near sperm like right here. I'm going to put it on (laughs) and wrap it up and then try something else. So, (laughs) yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. What, what I would tell people is is first, you, you kind of have to have a paradigm shift in your mentality, right? right? Because everybody's situation is different. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very hard to give specific advice, advice for to how you generalize. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But you can give, you know, mentality based advice. So the first thing I would say is open yourself up to doing whatever is required to reach your goals. And that, that includes doing things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're bartending, let's say, you know, uh, you see a ad for a landscaping job that opens up in the daytime 
and you don't want to be out there mowing lawns, but you work at night at the bar, you mow lawns during the day, and that allows you to save money, which you can use to free yourself from the bar where, you know, with enough right, time, as right. long as that money is invested wisely. And then trap yourself in the lawns. No, uh, I'm just no. <laughs> no, no, I just, you know, I just, what I mean? like, you know it does get kind of catch twenty two sometimes, yeah. yeah, and you have to be. Able, and Caleb like, made a good point about the mindset because in my coaching sessions, that's what we do first with the mm-hmm. mental mindset, the money shift. Um, Learn you that also through have to, <laughs> you also have to pay attention and kind of reflect. I'm really big on reflect. I guess it's the educator in me um, and reflecting on what got you to where you are now. Because what I come oh, to right. find that's, with that's a lot right. of my clients is they're not even in a bad situation, as bad of a situation as they think they are. No one is reflecting on like, how did I get here and what so is really cycle right going on? Yeah, yeah, what is really going on? Because sometimes you can take people out of one or not take them out well yeah you can take them out of one situation and put them into another situation and you'll still get the same results because up here in the mind it's the same they're doing the same actions over and over and over again so i i totally agree with that that mental shift so so this new person they've uh decided to take that ad and they're you know (laughs) in lawn care now so they have some extra money coming in and they're like you know the the plan is to eventually be able to um you know, build some money, but people are telling them, hey, put it in a, you know, a, a interest building account at the bank. Some mm-hmm. people are saying, you know, uh, you know, just invest in certain things. Some people are like, hey, give it into, you know, find someone who could just invest it for you. Some people are saying, but for you guys, what would you say to this uneducated in the field not Mm -hmm. as in dumb just uneducated in financial (laughs) you know types of things uh what's a good thing for them to do with some money that they've put away specifically for making it grow in itself so i i would advise um to get involved in real estate investing for anyone as soon as possible Mm -hmm. obviously there's there's constraints on that because Mm -hmm. you know your credit might not might not be up to par or you may not have enough save for a down payment etc etc but let's assume this, that person X, you know, has, has pretty decent credit. They've been working this lawn care job. They're saving mm-hmm. all their money. Now they have enough for a down payment on the house. What I would tell them to do is employ a strategy called house hacking. And yep. that, that involves... That's what I'm currently doing. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> that involves... Well, I need to get... I need, oh, you, oh, you too. We have... Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the odd man out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, that, that entails essentially monetizing your, your property that you, you live in. So in addition to, you know, having your your mortgage and potentially your utilities paid for you by other people who you're charging rent to stay at your place, you you could, you know, in some situations make money on top every month. So you'd essentially be getting paid to live. So, you you know, that that sounds beautiful, which is is going to it's going to skyrocket your ability to save. And do other things. And And then um, Caleb mentioned your credit and stuff may not be right in down payment. There are programs. Mm. NACA. NACA is a program that actually helps people to get into homes without having pretty much credit. Now, you do go through a lot of paperwork and all of that, but it's kind of just like if you're ready, when you're ready to get out of a situation, you're going to go through whatever you got to go through to get out of the situation. Also, REITs, um, which is Real Estate Investment Investment Trust. Trust. I use REITs. 
REITs. Um, that's part of one of my stocks and we get dividends off of that as well. Yeah. And no one asked me for a credit, <laughs> for credit or anything like that. So there's another way to invest in real estate, but I totally 100% agree. And don't get discouraged if you're like, my credit score is bad or I don't have a down payment. There are programs, you have to do your research. Definitely, yeah. You, anybody can bounce back from bad credit. And this, I'm speaking from experience, like, in 2010, I filed bankruptcy, so I had the lowest credit score possible, right? And now I'm sitting around 760, 770. So, you know, anybody can bounce back. You help bad, with credit. credit I help situation. build people's credit. Yeah. So. Right, right. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny about that. You mentioned it. Um, <laughs> I remember my sister, my older sister, she was telling me something about... Um, she was like, yeah, you know, right now I can't really mess with certain things because I'm uh, um, I'm trying to get my credit higher. And I'm like, OK, where, where are you at now? Maybe I can use some advice. And she was like at eight something. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Leave me alone. Just leave me alone. But uh, um, what's funny is my mom is really big onto that as well. And we have a group chat and she's always like, hey, do this to your credit. But her credit is lower than my sister's. But my sister still still. Um, not plays along but like oh thanks for the advice mom like oh you have any advice to this and she just loves like i'm helping you build but really it could be the other way around because yeah. she knows what she's doing but uh i'll find it funny so i asked some people to uh drop some questions okay. that you know okay. they specifically wanted to hear um answered and a lot of people started talking about life insurance Okay. Right. Are you guys in it familiar with any? Yeah. I just got familiar. certified, just but got, I, yeah. Okay. So put your new certification to the but test. I don't know if I'm, I'll, I'll do what I can. Okay. <laughs> so uh, one of the questions I was asked was the differences or pro, I guess pros and cons between like fixed term life insurance, like if that's worth it at all, or um, are they better off? Like you say, like maybe investing in something and using their own money or like what are some benefits? So fixed term meaning like a universal life or something like that that has a savings component Mm -hmm. and it's still going in there. Mm -hmm. You don't make as much money in when your money is in life insurance as you would if you just invest it in the stocks. But it is a good um seed nest seed to have for for marketing i mean marketing lord jesus what are we talking about? for <laughs> investing um the stock market tends to do much better when it comes to um your return of mm-hmm. money than the actual life insurance policy right. just because um the way that the way that the insurance company invests and then also there's so when you say fixed term rate there is so many different type of life insurance policy whole life policy that has savings component that it depends on exactly what that person have so you can have a universal life and they're like yeah but you might have a universal index lies with life which the universal index you it invests more into like the S&P versus just a regular universal life you know what I'm saying so that that question you would need more clarification yeah Yeah, yeah, of like what type of policy they have i i I mean i would say just i guess to give a simple answer i i would i would say you know invest or get a term life insurance policy over a whole life insurance policy Mm -hmm. because basically the term life insurance you know typically it'll be for a 10-year period 20-year period 15-year period it's just holding you over until you can ideally have enough money to self-insure. Right. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of the whole life. Um, Which is opposite for me. <laughs> yeah, because one, as she said, the returns are lower than if you were to invest the money mm-hmm. on your own. But two, you know, you don't you don't have access to the money. You, you can only borrow against it. 
right? You can only borrow money from yourself. So it's, it's somewhat restrictive. Um, and I just think you should always give yourself as many options as possible, not not be pigeonholed by a, yeah. by a now, life insurance policy. I will agree with that, um, that you should give yourself many options. I've always been taught through the people that I deal with with life insurance um, that if you're doing whole life life insurance, that needs to be part of one of your mini plans, like part of your portfolio, not like your one. This is it. One yeah. and done. Like Ooh, it's, I made it's it. an yeah. extra benefit to have, right, not right. like the full fledged. For thing. sure. For yeah. sure. I agree. I agree hundred percent with that. So, um, I mean, you kind of touched on it by saying that it should be part of your portfolio. So is mm-hmm. there, is there a, uh, a general key, I guess, if you would say, as far as like a percentage that that one should consider when they're like dividing their resources, because you know, going into budgeting, um, and not an exact number, because obviously people's numbers are different. But is there like a rule of thumb, a good percentage to be like each person should have X amount of percentage in something, X amount of percentage in this? So like, whether your budget is small or big, the percentage can still translate across now, people's is this is this in regards to life insurance or just general well, in, uh, in general like is a percentage oh, okay. should be like if you got to spend more than this percentage on life insurance it's probably not good for you or or in stocks it's not good for you like what is the i don't think you know i and caleb can speak on this but i don't think there's a certain percentage i think you said it when you're like it depends on the person now yeah. one of the things that i do with my clients is we're big on the 50 20 30 rule and so the 50 20 30 rule is like 50 percent of your income goes to your expenses um yeah. they normally say 20 percent goes to savings and 30 percent to lifestyle but with my clients we switched it because i felt like it was more important to have savings than it is to have lifestyle lifestyle being like entertainment um going out to eat and stuff let's make that 20% and 30% goes towards um, and so I have them use that for investing building emergency funds putting into a, a brokerage account and things like that um, so that would probably be the only percentages that I can think of yeah I agree with her like you know it's it's nice to have like loose guidelines but right, right. It's, it's hard to true. you know unless you're talking to an individual and they lay out their whole situation mm-hmm. but I, I would advise um, the margin at which you um, are saving investing try to get it as large as possible mm-hmm. up to the point where you're you're just like uncomfortable you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if it's causing you pain okay chill out but <laughs> get it up to that point you know what i mean skip out on rent but my savings <laughs> looking good yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, like, me out, i can get another place yeah like get it get it as as which large is as, what, as you possibly can without it causing you too much discomfort. which is what people do the fire um community mm-hmm. which is like it's a uh, fi- fi- financial fin- independence, retire early. Retire early. Yeah, yeah, they do. They kind of throw mostly all of their money into um, investing in things like that so that they can retire as early as they possibly can. Um, one of our friends, um, Jay, you know, making money relatable. Karen is on her fire journey, so she's trying to get to a million as quickly as possible. And I think she'll get there by the time she's like 36 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And okay. so, okay, yeah. young millionaire. <laughs> All right, so um, there's a different, you know, strategies and markets that you can get into that kind of like, you know, you can build upon. How do you how do you feel about sales? I know how you feel about necro marketing specifically, but I sell. I mean, okay, I'm a terrible salesman person. Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy it. However, 
I do recognize that there's mm -hmm. infinite income potential related to sales. It really, you know, if you have a job, right, it's like your salary or mm -hmm. your set hourly rate. Mm -hmm. With sales, it's, it's how many people can you convince to buy this product? So right, it really right. rests on your, you know, your persuasive ability and your persistence. So if you're, if you're trying to, you know, dramatically increase your income in a small amount of time, and you have a knack for talking to people and, and you're convincing and persuasive, I think sales is a great option, a great, a great field to get into. And I think now at this age that we're in, like the industry that, not industry, the time period that we're in with social media makes sales a lot more easier to do because mm -hmm. people, you get to paint a picture with Instagram. Yep. You get to make it seem like it's something not. And so you don't necessarily have to go in and be like, hey, I have this great thing and it's going to do this. Mm -hmm. If you're posting it enough and you're showing it enough and you got your pictures enough, people want it. They'll come to you and be like, hey, how can I get that? Where you get that yeah, from? Right, like, I'll right. have, you know, my my shirts. Girls just want to have fun. And we are having in a YouTube video and people will come in and say, where can I purchase the shirt? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, the shirt's not for sale, but maybe it should be for sale. I haven't said anything, but that's just what it is. So I think now it's a lot easier mm -hmm. with the technology and the social media era for you to even jump into the sales. So it's a lot easier for you to even make money with digital whatever content and all of that that they have now. So, so uh, like, speaking of, you know, we're, it's 2020 is about to roll into 2021 and 2020 has Help been very work. dynamic, Ooh, you know, a rocky road. Yeah, rocky right. Road. Right. So um, what, what's a skill you would say is important to have that, you know, because like because I know a lot of people because of, you know, how when the you know quarantine, everything was happening and is, is kind of happening, it, it kind of shut a lot of people down. A lot of people went into panic, but a lot of people have like not not to even be like, yeah, I'm glad people were getting sick. But it's like this quarantine helped. Me, yeah, people you know, thrive during but this it's time. like a certain what is that something you think like is important to have to be able to not only survive certain things that come randomly, but thrive in it? Uh, it ties back into what I was saying before about that Mindset. mentality change. Mm -hmm. You you have to embody a mentality in which you're constantly on the search for opportunities, mm -hmm. constantly looking for angles to which, you, you know, you can make a situation benefit mm -hmm. you yourself mm -hmm. and the people you care about. So, for example, right, like a lot of people got put on unemployment mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. in some cases they were making more than they were from their job. Right. right? right. So some Many people, cases. some people, they're like, you know, shoot. some people made the, the correct play with that extra money yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and use it to start their business or use it, you know, to save up for a down payment or whatever. And some people just blew it all. Some people chains just bought, and bought chargers and chains. Yeah. Amazon yeah. went up yeah. and like yeah. <laughs> they were shipping stuff from Amazon Which, like you know, crazy. I, I benefited from this I benefited from some of people's irresponsible spending. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do because too. of the businesses <laughs> I have, but so I'm not going to complain, you know. That, yeah, people, yeah, you need you each want, people you, to do what they're supposed to exactly. do. Exactly. The goal is to yeah. be on, on my side of the transaction. The transaction like of said, the person receiving the money, not the one giving. Your yeah. mindset <laughs> is your most powerful tool that you have. And it's up to you to like, it. it you can, if you're not a person that's usually like a go-getter, you can train yourself to become a go-getter. Mm -hmm. There's enough resources out there to help you become that person where you're always looking for opportunities. Pick up a book, research something, do whatever. But that is the most powerful tool that you have. And I think a lot of times people just waste that. They don't They don't really look at it like that. You know, like, mm -hmm. oh, well, I'm going to just sit here and watch 36 hours, you know, binge watch on Law & Order. I'm guilty of it sometimes, but whatever. <laughs> I was like, why are you looking at me like that, <laughs> 
my order versus being like, you know what, I'm about to pick up, you know, the four hour work week or whatever other money book in there and figure out how these millionaires and billionaires became who they are. And I'm not saying you're going to get all the answers. You do have to go on trial and error, but that's what set people apart. Like your mindset is what set people set each other apart. So For sure. Sure. I agree with Caleb. <laughs> so Caleb, you said, uh, you know, roughly around 2014, you kind of like, you know, hit the ground running with yeah. that's around when general. Yeah. Um, so from then and like now 2020 is 2021, um, technology is starting to pick up even further. And um, what what's do you think it like social media helps now more than like what what's the differences between how you tackle, you know, whether it's investing or just being on that end of it's a lot easier now it's a lot mm -hmm. easier you know um the technology has made things so smooth because it, it connects people that you otherwise wouldn't have access to if okay. you have a product to sell and someone needs needs that product unless you have a, a, a middleman or a medium yeah. to put link you guys together that the sell will never take place so like with the um <clears throat> you know with the sharing economy with the gig economy for example turo is something i'm involved in so I buy cheap cars and I put them on the platform and then Turo handle the platform handles all the advertising and links me with people who want to rent who the cars from me. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's one example of, you know, Airbnb is another one that's that I'm involved exactly. in. People are coming into town, they need a place to stay. Well, I have a place that they can stay and, and I made it look pretty for Airbnb, them. You don't have to yeah. find people. Hey, does anybody want to borrow exactly. my house? Exactly. exactly. You know, yeah. Before you'd have to, I don't know, take out a classified ad in the newspaper right, right. or something. Yeah. But now, yeah, now things are much easier. You just access to more people. Because yeah. yeah, I know a lot of people who like, even if they don't consider themselves anti-technology, they kind of like, see, it was different. You know, I used to just be able to do this. I've got used to doing this. And now the Instagrams, the Facebook, now you don't have to do the stuff that I'm an expert in. So a lot of people feel maybe not threatened, but they feel kind of like all the things that I know, all the knowledge I have is kind of like a little obsolete. You so, just, you just got to push through that. Look, I'm, I'm not a tech guy. If I had my way, I, you know, it, we, it would have just stopped at Windows XP. I knew you were one of them. The, la I tell. <laughs> the layout oh, wouldn't have changed at no all. Way. You know? <laughs> why, why fix it if it's not broken? But, right, right. you know, you got to adapt to the times and you, you got to pursue those opportunities, even if it requires you to do something you're uncomfortable with, like learning how to use, you know, emerging technology. So Okay. Okay. Best advice for the people. We're, we're about to come to a close shortly. What are the last thoughts? Like Caleb, Someone who's listening that, to this podcast and they're <laughs> like, okay, this is a lot to take in. What's one thing you want to leave the people with as your final thoughts? Okay, I would say probably the most important lesson I've learned over the years in regards to money is um, learn how to make your money work for you. Yes. Okay, because you only have a limited amount of time but potentially you have an unlimited amount of money. So instead of trading your time for money, find a way for money to make more money. And, and that allows you to scale into infinity. Exponentially. Yep. And uh, Follow shoot. that up. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Thanks, Caleb. Um, I guess the best thing, I said it multiple times during this, is just um, don't be afraid to go and research. And I guess I keep saying that because um, I'm teacher. the, I'm the, right. I'm a teacher one and two, um, 
I'm the first in my family to be doing any of the stuff that I'm doing. I'm helping my mom and my grandma and my great-grandma get their finances in order now. So, um, and I think about, and people are like, well, how did you learn this? Or where did you get this from? Because that's not something that was taught to me. Um, And it literally took me making the conscious decision of saying, enough is enough. I'm going to research. I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm going to try it and fail at it and try it again until I get it right. And so that's probably the best thing that I can leave you with. Uh, the best thing I can leave you guys with is to, um, you know, practice on your riddles. You know what I'm saying? You know, you never know. <laughs> you never know when one will come out of nowhere. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just never know. You got to tweak your brain muscles in a different way than you used to. Just be ready you know at all it. times. Just be ready. Where can we find Stay you ready. guys? Where can we find you? Um, I am at Dating Not a Debt on Instagram. I am uh, at Dating Not a Debt on YouTube, which Jay actually does my <laughs> videos. Um, and also at Dating Not a Debt on the website. Google Dating Out of Debt. Yes, Dating Out of Debt. Anything, yeah. Dating Out of Debt. And I do all things faith, finance, and marriage. You can find me on Instagram at uh, the underscore synambulous. That's uh, the say, underscore synambulist, S O N A M B U L I S T. I'm going to get that later. Yeah, I was going to say, all the, these links will be in the description. So that way you can be able to like click them, copy and paste them or whatever, yes. what have you. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate you guys coming through. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us. Giving us a little bit. Let us pick your brain a little bit. You was worried. There was nothing to be I worried about. I was really about. worried. It's just, just a conversation. Just, you know. I, I feel like it could have been longer. We, we should yeah, do a part I was two. Like, right, we right. Just got we, we might have to do a part two there because I know some people did have uh, some more questions and uh, we got to bring it to a close, though. We got some other things to handle. But but uh, um, yeah, we definitely got to have you guys come back and we talk Sounds about you know, some Anytime. more things. Sounds good. Then you'll be prepared. But you know, the game <laughs> will change now. If, if you go back and listen to a couple other episodes, the game is never the same. So don't don't think you'll be oh, ready. I'm not preparing for the real. It you is what it is. You don't get what you get. <laughs> but all right, we well, appreciate you having us. Uh, guys, you know, you can support the show. JoeOverMoneyProductions.com uh, slash Hidden Village to get you some merch. We got some nice new shirts out there. You know what I'm saying? Guess and, I didn't win one. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for the oh yeah, y'all both pretty much was trash okay. at the yeah. riddles. Yeah. Okay. We tied, right. clear winner, zero it's zero. Cool. It's cool. Yeah, you know, it's very competitive. It's cool. yeah, you know, what I'm saying, but uh, <laughs> you, that's why you got to come back next time. You might you might get a little something, something. You know, but uh, yeah, guys. Until next time, you know, be easy, enjoy yourselves, and uh, have a wonderful rest of your days. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, before we sign off, I got to make sure you remember to follow us on your favorite podcast app, where on most of them, just look up The Hidden Village. And if you're interested in being on an episode as a guest, send an email to the Hidden Village Podcast at gmail.com. That's The Hidden Village Podcast at gmail.com. And if something we said triggered you and or you simply wanted to add a quick statement to something that we said, mention that in your email and we might just get your tidbit included in a future episode. As always, big thanks and appreciation to you for listening to our show. Stay tuned for more. And if you're interested in sponsoring, shoot an email to the hidden village podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, ciao.